Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are so glad that you're with us tonight. We are, or today, (laughs) take two. We are uh, Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, and we are excited to be hosting another round of the podcast yes. this week. Coming to you live from our bedroom tonight. Our bedroom. Let's as just sit on the floor. Pause Which, for a as minute. As we pause for a second and think about that, I don't know how many of you guys out there, if you're listening, are you, you know, will be listening at all, but. I think it's humorous when we think about um, our bedrooms and the beautiful, awesome, and talented wives that we marry, but it's always comical when we think about how many pillows are on our bed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. I like a pillow. I know. I like a decorative pillow. How many people are seeing our bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully, none at the moment. (laughs) What I was going to say is it's funny to me that we're in our fourth location change for our fourth week (laughs) we've been in our son's bedroom yes when everyone was home doing distance learning we've been in our family room by the fireplace we've been in your office because we (laughs) forgot the podcast equipment one week and now we're in our bedroom because it's warmer than the family room in the family room (laughs) so all that to say here we are and we're excited to dive in with you again and if you're listening for the first time we want to say welcome Um, We are excited to be in a series called Swimming in the Deep End, and we are basically taking a look, a little deeper look at um, the topics each week that we are covering in a live marriage class called Re-Engage. Which Re-Engage, if you have been listening and following us, is a marriage ministry of Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas, um, which just happens to be the home church of one Chuck Norris. I love that detail. I love that. I love telling people that because <laughs> I know they're kicking tail when it comes to marriage ministry. There you go. And so anyways, no, you know, I tell you, this marriage ministry with Reengage has been really, um, it's been awesome. And I really love the curriculum. It really comes straight at the heart uh, because it's not seven tips to a better marriage. It's really, hey, let's take a good look at our own hearts before the Lord, ask for his introspection, and really get tight with our relationship with him because moving closer to Jesus will always move us closer to yes. our spouse. And I love that this is really a discipleship curriculum, asking people to place their eyes on the Savior, not so much on our spouse, but oftentimes we look at our spouse and go, they're the problem. And instead, we place our eyes on Jesus and go, okay, I see that my spouse is not the problem. In light of seeing Christ in his exalted nature, I'm my biggest marriage problem. Yeah. And yeah. so I think in a in, in sense, it's hard because it's it's putting the spotlight on ourself, right? But it is also it's so good because it we good. see the grace and mercy of Christ uh, at the cross for us, and that really helps us when we start thinking about how our relationship works with our spouse. Yep, yeah, it's very powerful and it has been it's been awesome. This is our second round through it, and yeah. um, it's been well received, and we are loving it. Every week has been really great. We're hearing great feedback. So anyway, we're really excited to just take kind of a deeper look at the topic that we've just talked about on Sunday. Um, And we hope that, we said this last time, but I think it's true. I hope that this is sort of a midweek shot in the arm for all of us. Uh, Sometimes, you know, we can talk about something on Sunday and 
in the class, we're working through a workbook through the week, but we can kind of forget it yeah. a few days later. Yes. And so it's good. It's been good for us even to just revisit this and be kind of thinking on it and yeah. setting our hearts and minds on on the things of God throughout the week. Absolutely. Um, because not only will that affect your marriage, but it will spill into every area of your life, yeah. which we think is really great. So yeah. it's one of the reasons we love this ministry and this curriculum. I know it. And it's been, again, it's been so good. We started the first week with with love. Yep. And then we moved from that to brokenness. Yep. And from that to grace. Yep. And this past Sunday, we looked at humility. Humility, yes. And um, in some ways, it was humiliating to think about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so prideful oh. and lack in the humility department. Yeah. Humility, is, it's, that's a hard topic. Um, I think we... Everybody loves somebody who is humble, mm-hmm. like you recognize that in people, and it's, wow, it's admirable, And um, but it's also like really convicting when yeah. you take a closer look at your own self and think, wow, is there humility, yeah. you know, that comes from me? Am, am I a humble person? And, you know, I have to admit, as I thought about that when we were getting ready for it last week, I thought, ooh. I really fall short in this area. Like it yeah. is pride is such pride is the opposite of humility. And mm-hmm. it is such a problem in mm. our hearts, right? Yep. It's a sin that has a lot of um, tentacles. Yes. <laughs> and so we thought maybe just as a way to kind of explore this and, and set this up a little bit, you know, one thing that's very evident, I think, in our world right now um, it's always been evident, but we can probably all immediately recognize it is um, the lack of humility mm-hmm. that we see in our um, landscape, in our leadership, yeah. in our country. Yeah. Just ac- across the board, <laughs> across the aisle, this, that's not a political statement about one candidate versus another, but pretty much all over the place, mm. um, we we don't find a whole lot of humility no. in leadership. Instead, what the world seems to praise or value is just this constant um, pride yeah. and and sort of a putting down of everyone else and yes. never recognizing or admitting your lack, yeah. never admitting fault, yeah. rarely taking ownership of something, mm-hmm. but instead just playing the blame game, right? right? And that's right. really prevalent um, yeah. around us and... Sometimes so so much so I don't even think we we even realize it uh, because we see it so much. Yeah, we're so used to it. Yeah, but it's everywhere. Um, and I think you know as we talk today about this topic of pride, I'm sorry, humility. <laughs> <laughs> we see that if the world's way is the way of pride, then humility is the way of Christ, mm-hmm. and it's so much better. In yeah. so many ways, and it affects so many things. Right. Um, when we adopt and we embrace humility, totally. not as a weakness, but as a strength. Yeah. And I think when you look at the scriptures, and then you see, you know, our world, um, what Christ outlines for us in in the Bible is so counterculture. Yep. To what we're seeing. Upside down. It's it's an upside down kingdom. Yep. In so many ways, we see that in the. The Sermon on the Mount, right? Yeah. Um, blessed are the poor, right? Blessed yeah. are the meek. Yeah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Um, and, and so that's that's opposite from what we see mm-hmm. um, exalted and, and, and on the headlines 
mm-hmm. of, of, of our world. And so I think it's hard because it's definitely swimming against the stream. Yeah. And then at some point it's like, I just need to get out of the stream. <laughs> yeah. Right. Out of the flow of this world. Right. And get back into what Christ is communicating to us and get our eyes focused on what Christ did. And it really does a great work in our lives when we allow it. Um, but I think it takes some humility mm-hmm. to recognize we need Jesus in this in this yeah. in light of everything we see going on in our world and in our own lives. Yeah, and it takes a maturity, I think, to recognize um, that the problem is actually me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, there was a, a member in our small group this week who said this so beautifully, but he made the point that you know the messaging we get from the world is um, that the the problem lies. It always lies outside of us, mm-hmm. right? And the solution is somewhere within us. Yeah. Like we hear that all the time. Totally. Dig deep, you know, it's in you. You search yourself, everything you search your heart. Yeah, you're everything that you need. And mm-hmm. um, that's what we hear from the world. Like look look for all the things you can blame around you because mm-hmm. that's surely where the problem is from. Yeah. Or change everything around yeah. you. Um, and then just dig deep and find the solution. Yeah. And just like you said, the the gospel and the kingdom of God is totally upside down from that. Absolutely. And the message that we get from scripture and that we get from the gospel is that actually the problem is inside you mm-hmm. and me, mm-hmm. and the solution is not in us. The solution is outside of us, and yep. the solution is Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, in every way, I think humility forces us to confront that idea, Absolutely. like I might be the problem. Yeah. And that's why we don't like it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> who like who likes to raise their hand and say, well, like, clearly I'm at fault yeah. here. Not me. <laughs> it's a hard one. Yeah. I think um, you know, for honest, this is a this is a kind of swallow your pride and spiritual gut check. It is. It's not easy. So anyway, yeah. um, all that to say, if that's the messaging we see from the world, yeah. and we see where it gets us, which is just a whole lot of ugliness. I yes. mean, look at our political landscape right now. Yeah. It's a disaster. D- total disaster. Um, Dumpster fire. Yeah, that seems to like ignite even more every day. Yeah. But if that's what we see from the world, I think what was so beautiful about mm-hmm. our time in Reengage this week, yeah. um, one of the facets of our time together is that every week we get to hear a testimony from a couple who have been um, through something or have just seasoned mm-hmm. in marriage mm-hmm. and have a story to share about a particular topic that we're talking about. Yeah. And so this past week we got to hear um, part one of two, which is fun, Yes. Um, from Dan and Kelly. And really Dan shared his version um, or his part of mm-hmm. their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, we won't we won't take their thunder. Although we will say, <laughs> they were some of our early podcast guests. So you yeah. can go back on the family huddle and you can listen to our episode with them. But yeah. but listening to him was so refreshing. Yes, because here's this man and he's like six four. Yeah, he's a, he's a really a intimidating guy. figure. Yeah, just his stature. Um, and yet he's just a, a godly man. Yeah, but where he is today. It's totally different from where he was. And um, just the pictures themselves that he showed of kind of the before and after were very telling of where he had been and where he is now. 
Um, but talking about someone who, in humility, was willing to say, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play the game, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be real with everybody, because mm-hmm. he finds his strength not in himself, but in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, because he has, um, because he has Christ in his life, he can be real with others. Mm-hmm. As I, I heard one pastor say, when you have um, <laughs> the opinion of God who communicates over our life, this is my son whom I love and whom I'm well pleased, you'll never fear the opinions of others. Hmm. Because where God has put a period, we no longer have to let other people put a question mark. Hmm. And so I just love that he was willing to say, you know what, this is what Christ has done in my life. I don't have to fear what other people might think, nor do I have to be worried about a past that no longer defines me, but the present reality of who Christ is and what he did on the cross for him. So it was just a beautiful picture of humility and one who's saying, you know what, yes, it was a wreck, but Christ has taken a mess and made a miracle out of it through the gospel, not only restoring his life. But as we'll see part two coming up this Sunday, yeah. as, as, as um, Kelly gets to share yeah. how their marriage came together yeah. as a result of someone who in humility finally said, you know what, I confess, I need help. Yeah. And really his humility paved the way for the journey of forgiveness yeah. that they went through. And so it was just such a beautiful, man, if you were there... Um, it was so powerful, and if, if you weren't able to be there, you can listen to his testimony on our website. But um, I think what's so striking is we don't often hear somebody kind of admit yeah. they blew it. Right. Um, they were hurting. They were struggling. They were hiding. You know, all the things that you, he even said, like, at one point, Airwolf, for a while, Kelly didn't even know. Yeah. They're in the same home. Same home. You know, but sin will do that, right? Like mm-hmm. it will blind us and um, cause us to just kind of do everything we can to cover mm-hmm. our tracks. And hmm. so their story is powerful. But like you said, Dan is such a, I think of him as like a gentle giant, yes. right? Big basketball player, big Play guy. College, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's so sweet, and and yeah. he was so honest, and it was just touching. Yeah. You don't so you don't hear too. that, yeah. So anyway, it was powerful, and it just I think everybody who was there, um, you know, we're just reminded of the power of, of the, gospel. the gospel and of humility. Of humility. What mm-hmm. humility will do? It really paves the way and opens the door for so much to happen. Yeah. And um, it's far-reaching, and so their story is reflective of that. So that's what we're going to talk about for a little bit here. Um, Just kind of dig a little deeper into that topic. But um, I wanted to to read this quote here from Hmm. our curriculum because I thought it was good since we've just said what we talked about for the last four weeks. Um, Humility doesn't take something from you. It Mm. does something for you. Mm -hmm. When you understand the grace that God has shown you in spite of your brokenness, right? We talked about grace and brokenness the last couple weeks. Then humility toward God and others is the only proper response. Humility is the way to find life. Yes. And embracing humility is one of the quickest ways to change your marriage. That's awesome. And really we could say, any relationship. Yes. But I love that, you know, we've we've been able to kind of trace beginning with just that 
idea that we are in not able to love the way that God has called us to love yeah. as he has without his help. And then in our brokenness, yeah. we realize our need for his grace. For his grace. And then because of that, it does cause a humility. When you yeah. realize the grace that he's shown us, it's true. Like how else can you respond to that? Mm-hmm. But but in humility and gratitude to say thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, last part of that sentence, embracing humility, is one of the quickest ways to change your marriage. I, I think like the turning point, the the, the defining moment in uh, in Dan's uh, testimony mm-hmm. um, was the moment he came into the kitchen where Kelly was yeah. and said, I need help. Yep. And finally, what was in the darkness, yep. he drug into the light. Yep. Because when we keep things in the darkness, the enemy has authority over it. But when we bring things into the light, as Christ is in the light, he now has authority over it. And he's able to work with us because now we're talking about the truth of what really is instead of hiding behind some fake veneer that we put up. And he did that for so long, but at some point he's like, I'm just done. Yep. In humility, he cried out for help. And so cool. Because I think all of us can testify to a moment in our life where we were just broken and we cried out to God in humility and embraced the fact that we needed Jesus in order to make it through. Yeah. And and I think for guys in particular, I'll just be honest with you, I love the vulnerability of which he showed because I think as men – we want to be tough. We want to come across as as as, as strong. Hmm. And I think to admit that we have weaknesses makes us seem or feel weak hmm. or less than. And so I think a lot of times men, and I'll, I'll be just totally honest, I struggle with this as well. I, I don't want I don't want to have to admit I need help. Hmm. Um, that's the last thing I want to do. My pride oftentimes keeps me from going to that place of humility and asking for help. But that's where the change starts. Yeah. And, and so I think as men, we got to be we got to be vulnerable and real. I think there's there's occasions, right, in the, the right context, it's good to be tough. It's good to be strong. I think there's a need for that, but a right kind of strong. Yeah. A right kind of tough. Yeah. A godly kind of strong and toughness, but yet doesn't hide things. Is willing to be vulnerable and real with others. I think mm-hmm. it's, that's actually real courage and strength. Yeah. Yeah. We got to hear that message from Mary Cassian at Gather last year, the right kind of strong. Right kind that of strong. was the the theme. And um, he, what I thought was so neat that Dan um, read to us, because it parallels exactly what you're saying, and it parallels his story so mm-hmm. beautifully. Um, but he read a psalm that's really been meaningful to him and impactful to him. And I'm going to read it for us, um, a few verses here. He read a psalm 32. And I think it's good to say right up front, this is written by David. Yeah. And it was written after his sin with Bathsheba and Uriah, right? So mm-hmm. this is a broken David um, who has been struggling with the guilt and the weight of what wow. he did. And this is what he wrote. He says, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him and in him or sorry, in, in whose spirit is no deceit. Mm. Now this I love because this was Dan's story. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. 
My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Mm. That's the weight That's of right. sin, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is the hinge of the, of the psalm. Verse 5 says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you mm. and did not cover up my iniquity. Yep. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Mm. And let's just stop there for a minute because I think it's so powerful. Yeah. Like we can all identify with that weight that David's talking about. When we know we've done mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. Um, it eats at us. It totally does. And especially when it's something that maybe other people don't know or we're, we think we're <laughs> playing games with the Lord. We think we're like keeping it on the down low, but... Mm-hmm. You know, there's just that inner turmoil of Gosh. like something's off. Yeah. And that's a that's a real, I mean, the imagery, you know, my bones are wasting Gosh. away. I'm groaning yeah. all day and night. Mm. My strength is sapped. Yeah. As I heard one guy say in commenting about Psalm 32, that sin is blinding, binding, and grinding. Mm. So true. And it literally grinds us down. And yet, yeah. you know, feeling the weight is the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, how gracious that he would even allow us to feel that. Yeah. Even though it's so uncomfortable. Right. But that is what he often uses to prompt, like like a horse, right? To prompt us forward. Just draw us to the well where we know we need to go, Mm -hmm. but we're stubborn and we don't want to get there. Yeah. Um, So I love that. But that hinge was really his honesty and his humility. Mm-hmm. before the Lord to say, I acknowledge my sin to you yeah. and I'm not going to hide anymore. Yep. And and Dan you know, pointed out that that psalm means so much to him because that is exactly kind of how his story unfolded. Mm-hmm. And what when he just exactly what you said, when he brought it to the light, when he admitted it to Kelly, just blurted it out one day. Yep. That was the hinge. That was, that was the hinge. And it, not that, you know, Everything just magically fell into place. It was right. a hard road. A hard road ahead of them. Yep. But that was the turning point yeah. where it started. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so cool. And I think you're absolutely right when we look at that Psalm 32 and, and such a, a, a stark reminder of what sin can do in our lives, mm-hmm. but also the power of the gospel to transform mm-hmm. when we're willing to admit and confess before the Lord our sin. And that does take humility. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's just talk a little bit about humility um, from, like, as we said, the kingdom of God, the upside down Mm -hmm. kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Like where, where does this come from? Yeah. um, In scripture? Yep. We've got a passage that Yeah. I think Philippians 2 is is an incredible picture of humility. And it's one that just, uh, paints a beautiful picture of our Savior mm-hmm. and um, and what he did to, to save us. And I think this, this passage obviously is probably familiar with a lot of people, um, but yet one that is so good when we think about humility. Um, I'll just jump down to Philippians 2, verse 5. It says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, being made in the likeness of man, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him 
and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here's someone who had the very highest place. Right. And he went to the very lowest place. So those who were at the lowest place could be brought up to the highest place. Mm -hmm. Um, Incredible. I mean, look at Psalm 103. God came down to us, saved us when we were in the garbage dump, and now placed us in a position of nobles and princes in Mm. his kingdom. It's incredible when you think about um, not only the incarnation mm-hmm. of Christ, but the condescension, right? His willing to come down. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful picture of, of humility is being the, – the way to, to like be a servant of Christ is not that we go up climbing a ladder. It's we go down and serving yeah. like Jesus did who put a towel around his waist and, and, and wiped the dirty feet of his disciples. Yeah. Um, that's humility. That's, that's a servant. Yeah. That's not someone who's thinking more of himself or less of himself, but that's someone who's thinking of himself less. Yeah. A C.S. Lewis quote. Yeah. We, you know, we even talked about in Bible study today um, in Colossians 3, Paul is writing to us, to the church, um, and he's talking about this idea that, you know, now that you are, you know, you're raised with Christ, you're yeah. going to set your mind yeah. on heavenly things and set your your hearts and your minds, you know, where God is seated at the right hand of God, where mm-hmm. Christ is. And then he talks about um, because of that reality that one yeah. day you'll be there with him, right? That we're citizens of heaven, right. but we're living here on earth. We have uh, an instruction. We are to put off the old nature yeah. and the sins of the old nature, and we are to put on mm-hmm. our new identity, yeah. right? And the sins of the old nature, um, he lists, and it's things like um, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. All of those things are self, mm-hmm. right? They're yeah. like, they're all about us. And he's saying, take that off. That's your old way of living. Yeah. Um, but your new way as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, mm-hmm. with gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yeah. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Yeah. So humility is part of our new wardrobe. Totally. As believers, right? It, yeah. It is I, something we are to actively put on. Yeah. And in knowing our position in Christ, as you mentioned, yeah. knowing we have that highest place with him, yeah. seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ, so yeah. we're co-heirs with Jesus, that means we can go to that lowest place yes. and be a servant. Yeah. Because we know we have that position with Jesus. Yep. And that just looks amazing in, in relationships, especially as we think about marriage. Yeah. When we're willing to go and go, okay, your interests are more important than mine. Yeah. What you need is more important than what I need yeah. because it's the biblical example of what Christ did. And it's also the power he gives us to live a selfless life with our mates yeah. and our relationships with others. This really extends beyond marriage, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, there's the service piece, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we know as parents, <laughs> I feel yeah. like all day long it's serve, serve, serve. 
all these people in our home who need things, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's humility, like being willing to do that. And that's convicting for those words to even come out of my mouth because today I really didn't feel like doing that right. <laughs> most of the day. <laughs> um, but that's that's the practical, like, what does it look like, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's one thing. It looks like serving. Um, it looks like not having to always be right. Yeah. And my goodness, I think I think it was Troy who said really early on in uh, Pastor Troy, really early on in all this COVID stuff where we just have, we have so many feelings and we yes. have so many opinions right, right now right. all year long of what's right and what's this and what's mm-hmm. that. And he made the point, you know, it's probably good for us to embrace the idea we can have convictions, we can have, you know, well-researched thoughts and all that, but it's good for us to also embrace the tension of, this is what I think, but I may not be right. Mm-hmm. And just hold those two things together. Yep. You know, and humility does that. It it doesn't, um, it doesn't cling tightly to every idea of mine is set in stone, totally perfect, and I don't care about yours. Right. Right. It's willing to acknowledge when you are wrong. Mm-hmm. It's willing to admit that maybe your spouse's idea is better than yours. Yeah. Um, it also looks like asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like humility paves the way for forgiveness, right? It does. Um, you talked about studying your spouse or your child, thinking about somebody more than good old me. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell you all about me all day long. Right. It's my favorite subject, right? <laughs> But could I tell someone about you? You know, it's like the Toby Keith song. I, I want to talk about me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all want to talk about me. But humility is no. I want to know about you. Yeah. I want to set me. Not that I'm not important. I have no worth. But I recognize that you're important. Yes. And that Christ gave you worth. Yes. Right. And I want to know about you. Yeah. And I think I heard somebody say that, you know, if you really want to know if someone has been touched by the gospel. Um, look how they interact and relate to others, hmm. because someone who's really, uh, um, you know, been impacted by the gospel, they'll consider the interests of someone else as more important than themselves. They'll be quick to listen to what someone else has to say before wanting to talk. They'll really consider what that other person is going through hmm. versus trying to vocalize their own uh, problems or their own ideas their interest will be so much in that other person, that other person will feel very significant yeah, because of how that person treats them. Hmm. Yeah, there's so many ways that this can flesh out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think just a few that we even mentioned in our um, our workbook were celebrating your spouse's success. Yeah. You know, which I think you can think about that in a friendship too, like wanting the success of other people. Yes. As opposed to always just trying to get ahead ourselves, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or feeling jealous or competitive with everybody. Yeah. Recognizing that God made us all with unique gifts and and he has a, a place where he wants us to serve and exercise those gifts. Right. Our unique gifts. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to compete because he's got a place for all of us, right? And, and we can celebrate when somebody else is is doing well, yeah, um, and especially our spouse or especially our children or, or our family, whatever. Yeah, um, communicating kindly, humility looks like not returning hurtful words, mm-hmm. um, not 
raising your voice or trying to put somebody down. Yeah. Um, that's a hard one, it's I hard think. One. Uh, but also, it, it, you talked about this. It, it's putting your spouse's need first, yeah. um, and then your need second. So yeah. there's a yeah. lot of ways that humility touches down in yes. our life. Yeah, and I think if we're willing to employ humility and serve one another, it'll create an atmosphere in your home um, that really is <laughs> will be amazing. It'll yeah. be Christ-like. Yep. And so I think as we wrap up today. Um, really want to challenge everybody and whether you're married or, or single or single parent or wherever your lot in life is tonight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, consider someone else's interests as more important than your than your own in humility serve them as Christ served you at the cross yeah knowing that uh, we have the highest place with Jesus we can go low and serve others yeah. And watch what it does, not only in someone else's life, but remember what humility, it also does something in our own lives. Yeah. Or maybe you're somebody who is holding on to a sin mm-hmm. or a mistake, and it's just like David wrote. Yes. It is sapping your strength, and it is really weighing on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pride is maybe telling you, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Or... um the world is saying, no, no, just, you know, push that away and 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 press forward and uh-huh. find the answer in you. And and you're realizing that's not working. That's not working. This is killing me. Mm-hmm. Maybe today, you know, your response could be bringing that to the light and and acknowledging it before God and maybe even before who, whomever else you need to to come clean with. That's right. Um, but in humility admitting that there's something and that you have sinned and that you want to bring it to the Mm -hmm. Lord. And, Mm -hmm. and what's beautiful is that when you do, um, you'll never be turned away Mm -hmm. and there will be healing That's right. and he will extend forgiveness That's right. and it can be a turning point. So maybe your life is going in a direction you don't like, but often that is the first step mm-hmm. in changing directions, That's right. right? Which really is the definition of repentance, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's changing, changing direction, yep, and changing your mind, yep. Not only the way you've seen your sin, but also changing the way you see Christ, yeah. And going, okay, I I don't need to run from Christ and be afraid of Him anymore. I need to run to Him with my sin mm-hmm. because a bruised reed He will not break. That's right. And a smoldering wick He will not snuff out. Yeah. At no point. Ever in the Gospels, does Jesus turn away someone in humbleness and humility, cries out to him for help? That's right. He always comes to them, always meets their need, yeah. never turns them away. Yeah, you're safe with him. Safe with Christ. Even though it mm. feels like everything might fall apart mm-hmm. if you admit this, right? Yeah. But that's a lie. We're safe. There may be consequences. There right. will be consequences for our sin. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're exempt from forgiveness. Right. And that doesn't mean that we can't have a new slate moving forward and make new choices. So true. Yeah. So that's, I think that's, um, we want to recognize that humility, this isn't like an easy thing. No. <laughs> we, we're looking at each other probably thinking, yeah, in the last hour, <laughs> we could have chosen <laughs> humility a little better. And going forward, we need to yeah. embrace it more than we probably willingly do. Agreed. And so just a reminder, everybody who might be listening, we don't have it all put together. No. 
We don't have it all figured out. No. We're works in progress just like you are. Mm -hmm. And we're learning um, to lean upon the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, every single day. And, uh, and, and so I just want to let you know that we're in it with you. Yep. And we're for you. And we're for you. Yep. And know tonight also that Christ is for you. That's right. And every time you see a cross, you know just how much he is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know, I usually end in prayer, but Steph, do you want to close out in prayer? Sure. Tonight? I would be happy to. Father, we just thank you. Um, we thank you for who you are, first of all. Mm-hmm. You are the ultimate example of humility. And all we have to do is look at you and see how you um, have loved us. Remember how you came to us in our most unlovable state, Mm -hmm. and your love went first. And you demonstrated it um, by coming to us and becoming like us and suffering for us so that we could have um, the righteousness that you Mm. died for, that you gave us in that great exchange. Um, So God, we... We start there with who you are and how your humility paves the way for us to also respond in humility to those around us. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for your example. And we do ask Mm. and pray that you would um, be with each one of us as we consider this topic of humility. How would you have us serve someone Um, maybe in our home or in our job or um, in a marriage, who who could we go low for Mm -hmm. in humble service, Lord? Mm -hmm. And maybe if there's something that we need to also um, have exposed that we want to bring into the light, would you just give us the courage to do that and to realize that we are safe with you, that we can confess anything to you, and that you will not turn us away. And so, God, we pray um, for the listener who might be feeling just heavy today, Mm -hmm. that you would um, use this to just encourage them um, that you are there and you are willing to forgive, and you are willing to walk with us as we learn to live as children of light in a dark world. And so, God, we thank you for that. We thank you for um, every ear listening today. And we praise you for who you are, most Mm. of all. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, we'll see you guys again next week. We will. Have a great week. And that is another episode in the Family Huddle podcast. Uh, I know we mention it every week, but we really, really appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with us and taking the time to uh, comment, to like, the posts that we share um, in conjunction with these episodes, as well as taking time to hop onto Apple Podcasts and leave a review or subscribe on whatever platforms you know when our new episodes roll out. It really does help us get the word out. And ultimately, um, our goal is to just continue to share gospel truth uh, with you, um, with your family, with your friends, and whoever else can find us. So I don't always like bringing it up. It feels a bit like a shameless plug. But at the same time, just want to let you know it does mean something to us and we appreciate it. And we do hope that you find these episodes encouraging. And today, as Travis and Stephanie were talking about the topic of humility um, and the whole idea that we are actually the problem, we're not the solution. And the solution is provided through 
the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Um, I think sometimes that can be a hard thing to hear, but hopefully hope-filled and encouraging to you um, because ultimately it is the truth and you don't have to figure it out all on your own. And how wonderful is that, that it's not, like, it's not relying on you. Um, God has created a way for you to be brought back into right relationship with him as well as a way to invest well and build into the relationships in your life. So again, thank you for joining us and we will see you again soon.